Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday to you and welcome to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. Yes, it is great to be back with you as we get powered, powered up and energized for another week of Untapped Potential, another week together, another week of working on those all-important life goals that we have set out for ourselves. So again, welcome, welcome to Untapped Potential right here on TDN Radio. I hope that your week is off to a fantastic start. It has been quite cold down here in McDonough, Georgia, so I hope that the weather is favorable, whether you prefer the cooler weather or the warmer weather i hope the weather is favorable in your area so again this is where we stop by every tuesday to get powered up and energized for the week ahead and to remind ourselves of those important life goals that we have set out for ourselves how do we remain consistent with these goals especially today when there is so much going on in the world i mean from watching the news and listening to the radio it can certainly feel overwhelming everything that is going out in the world so this is our program this is our reminder program just to take a couple of hours every week to work on those all important life goals that we have set out for ourselves so thank you thank you for joining me for another episode of untapped potential uh, i look forward every week to joining you on this program and we always start the program on a note of gratitude so what are you grateful for today as for me i'm grateful that i woke up this morning i'm grateful for the health and the well-being of my family and i am grateful for all the comforts of life that we get to enjoy so again it is great to be here with you we have another power pack program for you uh, as you already know we usually have uh, an informative interview we have a tip of the week some great music and then a featured video at pushpast10.com that we talk about every week so this week in particular I thought we would take a look at agro-processing in Dominica. Because by nature, Dominica is an agricultural island. We've been blessed with lots of rain, lots of uh, fertile soil, uh, abundance of sunshine. So by nature, we've been blessed with a land that is very uh, pro productive with regards to providing agriculture. But I thought we would take a listen to a recent interview that I did on the importance of not just focusing on agriculture, 
but focusing on agro processing. So that will be our interview for today, our conversation for today. And I found it quite informative. And as always, it is just a portion of the interview. And then we will have the rest of the interview for you over at Push Past 10. So as we get started with the program, let us enjoy this number from Bob Marley, one called Coming In From The Cold, because I think so many of us are overwhelmed right now in this day and age that sometimes we just need to remind ourselves of the importance of uh, focusing on the positive. So again, let's enjoy this number from Bob Marley, a song entitled Coming In From The Cold, and then we will uh, continue with our pre-recorded interview, and then we will have our tip of the week and so much more to come. So enjoy this number, and then stay tuned for the rest of the program.
Do you look so, look so, look so sad, look so sad and forsaken? Don't you know when one door is closed, when one door is closed, many more is open. Well, would you let the system get on top of your head again? minute clip on what is agro-processing and the potential for agro-processing in the Caribbean region. So take a listen very closely to this information because I think it lays the groundwork for everything that we're trying to do. So Vincia, keep trying to unmute because I really want to hear from you this evening. I think you have a great product. So either try maybe a different device or maybe log out and log back in because you were working just fine before. So keep trying, okay? All right, guys, so not if you can hear the video that's playing for me. challenges still um, in terms of the wider um, 
ecosystem or environment um, that supports the sector. There are still some issues in terms of um, quality management, um, the, the capacity to um, to overcome non-tariff barriers in export markets. But we have seen marked improvements in um, some areas in terms of the um, goods produced, the packaging of those products. After completing 15 GMP audits, five companies were selected to receive technical assistance for implementing the improvement plans. In-plant GMP training was also conducted for 15 companies, resulting in 50 trained employees. It's certainly necessary to boost the, the trade within the region. Um, that is a goal that the OECS Commission has um, in terms of building the economic union. So projects like these help to support the private sector, um, SMEs, and help them to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that exist within the region. Energy audits were completed in six OECS member states. The Grenada Marketing and National Importing Board demonstrates an improvement in its operations. Cool up this. So guys, I just wanted to give you an idea of what we're referring to. So if you missed the beginning of the video, it talked about, in a nutshell, agro-processing is transferring, transforming agricultural produce into packaged, usable products for local and export consumption. So in a nutshell, we're taking the agriculture that we grow in Dominica and we are using it to create products because we have to think when we think of agriculture, we have to think beyond, you know, just selling dashing, just selling fig, just selling fish. We have to think we now live in a world where the world, the word is convenience. Folks want convenient food that are easy to prepare, that have diverse uh, opportunities to make various uh, meals. And that is what we're referring to. Vinci, I see your mic is unmuted. So let me have you introduce yourself before we continue. Thank you. Good night, everybody. My name is Vincia Casey, and I am from Bataka in the Kalinago Territory. The name of my business is Waitukubulina Chiliali, which um, translates to English. It means I am Dominica's rising sun. I produce cocoa products, including cocoa sticks, cocoa balls, cocoa powder, and sometimes cocoa butter or cocoa fat. And I also do coconut oil, virgin coconut oil. Um, I also expanded to do essential oils such as nutmeg, ginger, carrots, and bay leaf infused oil. Yes, yes. Thank you for sharing that. So what I want us to do this evening is kind of just look at agro-processing in general, because according to the business research company, we are looking at an industry that has, that is an 12, uh, 12 billion with a B dollar industry. So in 2021, the agro-processing industry worldwide was 11 billion, right? Now we are looking at an industry that is $12 billion industry. And as the world population continues to grow, we can expect that industry to grow even more. So how do we position our agro-processors, the, the folks here 
who are using the raw materials out of Dominica, how are we positioning them to take a piece of the pie of the agro-processing industry? And I think where we have to start with is to talk to the agro-processors and see what their process is like. What are the challenges they are facing right now? Because the challenges leads us to what we need to do, which is where uh, Mr. Charles will come in and kind of chime in in terms of what else can be done to assist them. So, Krishana, uh, let me begin with you. Kind of just tell us what raw materials that you use, the process that you go through to transform those materials, and some of the challenges that you're facing. And then we will simply go around the room uh, to hear from our other business owners. You're muted. Okay, so um, <laughs> I'm not like the others that use dashing or these these other That's type okay. of. That's okay. What do you use? <laughs> <laughs> I make candles. So what I use is um wax. Now, some time back, <laughs> because I have heard somebody tell me, why why haven't you tried beeswax? That was initially that was my first thing to do to get beeswax from um local beekeepers here and to um transfer them transform them into candles. However, it was very difficult for me because I would have to bleach the the, the beeswax and different things. So <laughs> I import <laughs> my products. I order my soy wax. Um the only product I have, or I try as much as I can to incorporate um, um, the ingredients. I try as much to get ingredients that are here. Even with my candles, I've tried um, locally made fragrances to try to see how I could incorporate something in it. Um, but it has not been so successful for my candles. However, my scrubs... The items, the ingredients that are in them are from the supermarkets, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's things that you would get get in your pantry, in your kitchen, or in on your in a supermarket. Um, it has um ingredients like baking soda, um, vitamin E oil, um, um, Epsom salt, because my scrubs are made out of salt. Basically, mm -hmm. it's a food scrub, so it's made out of salt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the most recent product I have is a punch, coconut punch. So maybe that I can say mm -hmm. um, I use products that are um, made with well, the coconuts. It was it was grated from scratch, so they was we broke the coconut and we grated it. So maybe that's the only product I can say that um, the items used. In it, uh, from here, yeah, but um, it so still, but it still begs the question, though, Krishana, why aren't you able to find the products that you need locally? For example, the wax, why aren't you able to find that locally? So it kind of gives us a sense of some of what we need to invest in to ensure that our agro processors and our business owners, our small business owners like you, have the tools that they need. So continue. Yes, well, well, exactly that's it because um, well, for me, my my only thing is I met during the independence I was out and someone met me and they told me um, 
why don't you use beeswax? And I said, well, I am in business for six years and I have attempted to use beeswax. I even have some in my, in my, in my, um, my, what we call it, my, my stash. And I just left it as it because what I was trying to do is I was trying to bleach it using the sun, <laughs> but that was not successful. And with Dominica's climate, the weather, you know, I'm in Point Michel and to me, Point Michel always have rain. <laughs> that is my take. But like every time I, I maybe put it out in the sun, you know, it I never it was never successful because you know with beeswax you have the scent of honey and all these kind of things. So for for a, a process like that, I I would have to get um a machine or whatever mm-hmm. to have it um to have it to bleach it because I am adding fragrance in my candles. Right. Um, and, and we will come back to you for, to talk more about your challenges. But Mr. Charles, as we continue the conversation, you know, and I, I want you to take some notes because one of the things I'm always finding when I speak to young entrepreneurs out of Dominica is everyone seems to be starting from scratch. And that cannot bode well if we're trying to build industries in Dominica. Right. So in my mind, I think there is a great need for mentorship. There's a great need for some handholding because many people step out of their comfort zones to be able to create these businesses. And what they need is the guidance from us and the access to international markets, such as what Dr. Raphael is doing. So just keep that in mind, Mr. Charles, when I come to you, so we can have a conversation about uh, building industry and providing guidance. So Miss Muriel, let me come over to you. Just kind of tell us about some of the products that you use. I know that you use uh, cassava. So tell us about your process and tell us about what you do. Unmute. plants the, the 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 crop and from there we take it from there we process it like we grate it if a grater we we, we still um we still starting from scratch as well and he squeeze it out mm-hmm. the, 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 the the liquid that is that is it that it consists of and then we we dry it and we get it um to be dried when the when the liquid is off it gets dry from that from from there we we um we weigh it out and then we decide what amount of pongs we need to do certain things like the dukuna the farin the the different um, products that's that's how we we do it then we go on to do the different products like the tukula this is one this is mm-hmm. this is the most popular one everybody loves this one mm-hmm. is wrapped in the leaves and uh, we do the pour the cassava pour we do the juice as well this is a sample of the juice this is this is the flavor, the, this is the ginger. We have different flavors like um, Guinea's coffee, ginger, rum and raisin, mm. cherries, coconut. 
this is what this is and we, we we can add many other um flavors to them to the to just the juice right and something else that comes to mind where where are you doing your production where are you producing well, your i am doing my production in my kitchen yep that's always the story yes that is that is that that is um that that is where we are Mm -hmm. Trying to construct a, 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 an outlet or a, or a bigger kitchen that is well equipped for, for this process, but then we have, we have got some some um, challenges as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, uh, Bincia. Let me come over to you. Muriel, you can mute. <laughs> So some of the raw materials that I use, most of the everything is raw material. Um, coconut for the oil, ginger, the bay leaves, carrot, nutmeg. Um, for the cocoa, I buy cocoa beans, nutmeg. I use bay leaves, spice. So basically everything around my business, I have to get from the farmers. Mm -hmm. And where are you doing your productions? Wherever I am. At your home? Renting or home, yes. Right, ex ex exactly. Uh, Kama, over to you. Hi, well, my product is still 100% natural. Can I get more natural than this? Um, we do sea moss. So we we get the sea moss dried. We ensure that it is cleaned. We bag, weigh, seal, and that's about the process in a nutshell. And what are what are some of the benefits of sea moss? How do you actually use it? Sea moss have a whole heap of benefits. We could talk about that whole night. Mm -hmm. um, Tell us them. <laughs> but some of the benefits is good for people with um, hypertension. As well as mm -hmm. diabetes, CMOS um, is good for hair growth. It's good for skin. You know, yeah. shout out to Vincia. You might need to use that one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's good for so many things. Stomach issues. Uh, if you like, if you have like upset stomach and so, I recommend that you use CMOS. It's good for people who are interested in losing weight. Um. It, well, you know, for centuries, it's been hailed in the Caribbean as a natural aphrodisiac. So this should be something the men should be interested in. Um, it regulates thyroid health. So uh, for some people that have um, an increase in the size of the thyroid, you know that is where your throat or you're getting kind of goiter or something of that sort. CMOS would be the perfect thing for that. Uh, it also strengthens your joints and your connective tissue. I mean, a whole heap of benefits. As a matter of fact, the whole country should be consuming CMOS daily because they have absolutely nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you're, you're done talking. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for sharing your products with us. And, of course, towards the end of the program, I want to make sure everyone knows how to find your product. But as we go over to Dr. Raphael and Mr. Charles, I want us to talk about standards. 
Because one of my greatest concerns, and again, I've had quite a bit of experience speaking to entrepreneurs in Dominica, is that, you know, we have some standards in Dominica, but unfortunately, if we are thinking about regional and even international markets, we are going to face some challenges. So, Mr. Charles, do you think there are any uh, standards we should be keeping in mind as we move forward with agro-processing? Yes, indeed. Thank you. <clears throat> I think one of the principles of processing um, in Canada, I'm sorry, we, we tend to use the word further processing, where, you know, whether we're talking about agricultural products or forest products. But I would say, to go back to your point of standards, one, you know, you have to have standards especially if you're going to be targeting uh, marketing outside of your local area. Um, even for regional uh, regional marketing, I, you know, in a product, I, I'm just going to point out, so the, the product that uh, we talked about, the CMOS, mm -hmm. um, it is not strictly speaking an agricultural product, it is a marine product but it can form within the realm of agri-processing. Mm -hmm. I have noticed that because this is an area I didn't know very much about, I thought I would check it out. There are a number of regional producers of CMOS, uh, notably St. Lucia, Jamaica, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, as well as Barbados. One of the key standards you have in a product like that, of course, is color. Unless you have, um, diff I'm going to assume that the as the moss does not come in a uniform color in its raw material when you pick it from the ocean. Or am I right in saying that you harvest as well? You harvest from the ocean? No, I don't. I source from farmers. Oh, you source from farmers. Mm -hmm. So there are people that are harvesting the moss and they dry it or do you dry it? They harvest the moss and they dry the moss. I just collect the moss. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. you, take the you take it the next step. Absolutely. Brilliant. So you're, you're, okay, so you are in that intermediary stead in that you, you get a product that al that has already had some processing, whether it's drying or bleaching, and then you package it. Your packages then, are they standardized or you have so many grams, different sizes, etc.? cetera? Uh, well, the packages were approved by the Dominica Bureau of Standards. Okay. So um, according to the standards of Dominica, you must have your your, your, your generic name, which would be CMOS, your right. brand name, your uh, weight in metric contents, right. uh, place it is made, which is product of Dominica, and uh, uh, how to store it, basically. Right. But uh, my package has a little more information because Different. we even have... Um, our QR code where you could scan it and it would take you straight to our Instagram page because we hike like that. And um, yeah, yeah, we're just trying to get stuff done 
professionally. Yeah. And, and, Mr. and Mr. Charles, let me just interject and ask yeah. the rest of our agro-processors, were you guys also able to go through the Bureau of Standards or are you just simply navigating your own waters when it comes to the standards of your products? Vincia, Muriel, Krishana? Training um, in the Kalinago territory with the Bureau of Standards, but because of the costs um, for approving the labels and doing product testing and all of these things, well, I haven't gone through that process as yet. Right, because it is a cost, right? Yes. So, so another another conversation we need to have while we're here is the importance of financing, the importance of grants to assist someone, someone like Vincia, who has the passion, who has the access to the resources, who has the knowledge, but she doesn't have the finances to be able to, to take all necessary steps. Um, anyone else went for the Bureau of Standards or you're, you're simply just walking through your own process? Krishana? For me, I have not gone for the Bureau of Standards. Right. I know of their labeling. I have been to, um, um, how you call it, um, I have been to trainings about the how you have to create your labels and what are the necessary um, details you should have on a label. But mm -hmm. I have not completed again, like Vincent said, the costing, you know, and all these other stuff that come that community. Yeah, and you know, the goal for all our producers has to be beyond Dominica. Because when we think about it, Dominica only has about what, 65, 70,000 people? Right. So, so how does that sustain everyone who has an idea? So we have to start thinking in terms of standards to be able to move our products beyond uh, Dominica. Muriel, you wanted to chime in? You're muted. Can, can I just say something here? Yes, if, we, enough, if, if we don't even have. Yeah. Oh, sorry. If we don't even have a full standard here, we cannot even begin to talk about standards outside of the United States, or outside of Dominica, because then we have to do with FDA, um, mm -hmm. the, the Food and Drug Administration um, up here. So it is something that probably in the short term we have to fix in order for us to be prepared for a more international markets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mr. Charles, continue. Yes, uh, I. I uh... I, I think uh, our last speakers really t touched on an important point there. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at marketing beyond your your local area, you know you can't underestimate the value of the standard. The the question that I have is beyond the um, Bureau of Standards, are there any resources available either with the Agriculture Division or otherwise that would assist you? in moving towards, um, you know, improving, because the presentation of your product depends very much on standardization of some form. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're talking about having your product outside of Dominica, which I, I, I think some of you would like to do. Mm -hmm. And, and, and to, because as, as, um, as uh, Muriel mentioned, you know, the market in Dominica is not a very large market. So potentially, if you're going to do any investment in there, you have to have your eyes down the road. 
Now, it may take you a while to get there, but you have to have that vision of where do I want to go with that product. Mm-hmm. And just a quick question. How many people are trying to reach markets outside of Dominica? I thought so. Muriel, did you want to make a contribution? You wanted to say anything? Unmute your mic. I was saying that um, the Bureau of Standards is in the process of um, testing the juice and some of the products I I, I usually um, have. Mm-hmm. Um, through ICA, ICA um, I think um, that they are paying the, the fee for it, for, for, for that um, process. Right. Excellent. Good to hear. And and Doc, let me let me come over to you because you are on the receiving end of this Dominican products. So kind of just give us a little bit of a walkthrough with regards to what you do with buydominicaonline.com because I think you are the portal that we need to get many of our products into the international markets to gain that financial independence that we are talking about on this program this evening. So kind of just walk us through by Dominica Online, your process, how do you pick up the products, who do you have products from, and then tell us about the challenges that you find with regards to the standards of the products and what needs to be improved. Well, we... by Dominica Online, basically a secure online website in in the other in the United States, um, where products are being purchased from Dominica. They are being fulfilled in South Florida, where I reside, and then we ship it to our customers. And we have customers in the United States, Canada, Europe, um, and we are hoping to target the entire globe. So that's that's our goal. Um, mm-hmm. Our goal here is also to assist and to educate um, manufacturers and support the manufacturers. Um, we get a lot of great feedback from our customers. I solicit feedback. If it's good, it's good. If it needs extra sugar, if it's too small, if it's too big, if it's too whatever it is, we want to hear from our customers because then I can go back to our manufacturers and say, listen, Maybe we need to think about it that way. Maybe the packaging needs to be improved. Maybe the product itself needs to be improved. So that feedback, I really want to pass that along to our manufacturers to make them better. Um, so I, I don't only see myself as just a seller of Dominica products, but mere providing the feedback to our manufacturers to improve the process. Um, one of the things I was listening to, Miss Francis, she mentioned about the um, coconut punch. Now, it might be extremely expensive to be able to ship the, the punch from Dominica to me in Florida. But what happens if you were to think about what if we make um, a, a, a powder of some sort, where, or maybe a syrup of some sort? where it is it is condensed it's bottled or it's packaged in, in small way where all we would need to do is tell us how much milk tell us how much rum to put and here voila we have our coconut punch so we have to think of those things um in ways the same is true 
um, about uh, Miss 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 Victoria. She talked about uh, 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 Miss Muriel was talking about all. What's that? We don't have a Victoria on the panel. <laughs> what products? Okay, so I'm having trouble. But yes, but the, the the cassava, the cassava. Yes, we have to think about. We would love to be able to have those cassava. But what happens? How long can it last if it's been imported from Dominica to Florida? In terms of refrigeration, in terms of durability, so shelf life. So a lot of things we have to think about to be creative, so that we'll be able to prepare ourselves um, mm -hmm. to the external market. And not to forget this FDA standards that if you are manufacturing products from of any sort that there's FDA requirement. And one of the things that by Dominica try, try, tries to, to offer is support in that in that area where we'll be able to support uh, manufacturing and assist in that capacity for FDA registration and renewal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent. It almost sounds like we need a board to just guide our Dominican entrepreneurs uh, to just what are the steps do you take to get the process going and to always have that vision like Mr. Charles mentioned, because we have to have a vision that is not limited to Dominica if we're looking, you know, why, why don't we have millionaires? We should have millionaires in agro-processing because we have a world that is almost 10 billion people. Right. It's slated to be almost 10 billion people. And we're just asking for a very small pie out of a 12 billion dollar industry. Mr. Charles, you had any other thoughts you wanted to share? Uh, I think I'll, I'll come back. You can cycle around. I'll be back. Well, collect yes. my thoughts on that. Yes. Thank you for that. So let me go back to our uh, processes, our agro processes, and just find out what are the challenges that you're facing. For example, financing. How did you get financing for your business? How do you continue to get finances? What is your business plan? Because I think what happens is we start these businesses and for many of us, we just see it as like a hobby. You know, it's just something that we're doing. But can you think, can you have a vision that you want this to be your main income earner? So what would it take to make this your, your main income earner to the point where you're able to hire other Dominicans and make that the income earner as well. So I want to go around the room and just let's throw out some other ideas with regards to the other challenges that you're facing in terms of where are you getting money to be able to do what you're doing? Are you making a profit? Um, how can the public assist you? How are you promoting your, your business? So what is your business plan? Uh, Krishana, let me come over to you. And if you haven't um, thought it through, it's okay too, that because that is why we're having this conversation. So don't be bashful. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, I have I have gotten assistance once with an arm grant, and then I after I had to apply for the loan when they had the COVID, because then during COVID, my business is not um I wouldn't call my business also popular, because a lot of persons um. At first, I thought that a lot of persons did not know um, about my business. And then I came to realize that maybe persons are just not as interested in candles or whatever, because I don't only do scented candles. I have a variety 
of um different products. So I have scented candles, I have massage candles. Persons have never heard of that. And when I when I let them, when I tell them about it, um they ask, you know, what is a massage candle? You know, I have tried um I mark it on my own. So I I have learned that I have to be out there. I've brought myself out, show my face, let persons know who I am. Um about my 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 family life my you know myself and my business came about because my business is not just a hobby um i have i i have a full-time job Mm -hmm. but whenever i get into creating my products i get excited because um it's just the fact that i'm making something that can help somebody else it just excites me so i don't think of my business as a a hobby i think of it as uh, I I hope to reach to that point where I wouldn't have to work my um I wouldn't call it a nine to five because I'm a teacher and a teacher a teacher is wrong the clock. <laughs> so yes. So I wouldn't I wouldn't call it, but you know, I as much as I love my job, I also want at least if I'm not um I'm still a teacher, I would like at least to be able to employ somebody. You know, um for now, how my business operates, like I can't get a salary from it. That's that's being honest. So sometimes when I don't have enough, I use from my salary to purchase. Or if I know that I want to bring out, because I have like currently, I am working on something for Christmas because last year I introduced my self care boxes, and this year I want to introduce something additional in the in the boxes. And so right now I have to train myself because i mean we are in november and december is like the time you blink your eyes is almost there so i have to think of what can i do how much can i sell what can i push in order for me to get to that point that i want to get to get these products these are the products that i want to get out because i am people i want people to know about that that's the that's the kind of difficult thing i have also tried i am not saying that i have also tried the the u.s because I have family members who live there, but to 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 get it out out of Dominica, it's very costly, yes. and so I had to look at different alternatives. Um, even means getting persons that come down, friends of my of my father or my parents, you know, or whoever, to get to carry some for me to bring it up to. I have a cousin who is more than willing. She normally goes out out there and um she would mark it for me and get persons to buy their self family members or their self up there they use it if they have an option because i also make creams mm-hmm. and <laughs> i make a variety I have, I have a good amount of products that can fill a box to make a gift so um i have it there's so many different things that it, you know it's kind of you know but yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. So let's go around and, and hear some of the other business plans. How are you marketing? How are you doing promotions? Um, you know, and, and when we come back to Dr. Raphael and Mr. Charles, I want us to also talk to as you as the experts in these industries, you know, the importance of knowing the competition. Because I was looking at the T Village events um, over the Creole season and I saw about like five different peanut punch and punch and punch and punch. And I'm just thinking, you know, great. I want people to have opportunities. We all want folks to have opportunities. But are we paying attention to the competition? And are we trying to diversify 
our products to ensure that in some way we stand out because I'm a huge fan of everyone doing what they're passionate about. And if we have 10 brands of peanut punch, that's okay. But how are we monitoring the competition and how are we diversifying? So when we come to you, uh, Mr. Charleston and Doc, this is what I want us to include as well. But let's continue to go around the room because I'm sure we have many folks out there who are thinking of launching a business and they're thinking to themselves, what do I need to think about with regards to a business plan? So, uh, Kama, let me come over to you. What is your business plan? What is your vision for your company? The, the My ambition for Hey Mama is to have Hey Mama in every supermarket, every shop, on every lips, every school, every child should know about Hey Mama. It's like, it should not be a secret. Hey, mama should be like oxygen. You mm -hmm. just can't do without it. That is the ambition. Um, uh, unlike most of the other uh, entrepreneurs there or here, I only launched in September on September 30th of this year. Oh. So I am pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the idea came about last year, while last year, November to be exact, after the independent season, you know, I had a lot of crab. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you eat a lot of crab, you know, they always tell you you need to purge and cleanse and so. Oh, you do? <laughs> so, part of the cleansing involved consuming CMOS daily. So, I was like, you know, like, why why everybody not into that? Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I started... Uh, Play with the idea in my head. I I played around with it. Then um, I went back and forth with the design several, several back and forth because you know you want to get the ideal package, and if it is not perfect, then I don't want it. So you know until it got to perfection, we had back and forth. Um, but I started sometime last year maybe maybe january doing um selling cmos out of brown pouches now i'm not sure if you know the brown pouches um you could buy sugar in at astafans mm -hmm. so that's what I, I started selling the cmos in at that time i was an employee of uh domlek big up to my people at domlek in the generation plant that is the sugar loaf they were very supportive, 100% supportive. I appreciate all the fellas there, all, because they, they really gave me that push and that encouragement. Um, but in terms of uh, challenges for me, or yeah, challenges, basically, it would be markets. And when I say markets, I mean regional as well as international, because... Uh, I, I firmly believe if there's a profit of 12 billion, I would like my portion. Mm -hmm. so, um, and you deserve it. Yes. And the, our population isn't capable of consuming the amount of CMOS that I have the ambition to produce. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I definitely need outside markets, um, preferably uh, Domini above Dominica not below Dominica because uh, the competition down there is pretty stiff in terms of um, CMOS production. 
But once it leaves Dominica, go, go up to Guadeloupe, then it's a little more scarce. So I am, um, I'd be grateful if I could get markets up that side. Mm -hmm. So you're doing your research. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, currently I am at supermarkets. Well, most major supermarkets in Dominica, you could find um, the, the CMOS there because Excellent. yeah, that is the ambition. So we are at Smart, Fresh Market, ACS, Astafans, Wheat Church, wow. um, Discount, Nature Discount. We had Savers, Plan Home Decor. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to cover ground mm -hmm. in a very short space of time. Yeah. Um, the ambition, like I said, is to be everywhere. So until then, I'm not going to cease from marketing. Mm -hmm. What I use as my market would be my, my mouth, first of all. I, I market myself any and everywhere. I always have two pouches on me or more, just in case, because you never know who you bounce up with. Mm -hmm. I use um, Instagram, and I'm a big Instagram person. Instagram, and I link my Instagram to my Facebook. So whenever I post on, on Instagram, it's also posted on my Facebook. Mm -hmm. I also started a TikTok um, page, because TikTok is actually the way to go right now. Yep. Because the population is... Yo, it's enormous. You could reach so many people on TikTok. So um, I'm not sure where the other, whether the other entrepreneurs here are on TikTok, but if you would like to make some movement globally, TikTok is the way to go. Yes, thank you for that. And Muriel and Vincia, I want to come to you guys, but we finally was able to get Mr. Severo McKenzie into the room. We were having some challenges getting Mr. McKenzie into the room, so we're happy he is able to join us this, this evening and he represents the Dominican Manufacturers Association. And as you know, this evening we are talking, we are looking at, at the topic beyond peeling fig and dashing. Are we taking advantage of advances in agriculture such as... As a reminder, this episode of Untapped's Potential is brought to you by Adams Healthcare out of Dominica. And for more information, you can visit them at adamshealthcarellc.com. So again, again A-D-A-M-S-H-E-A-L-T-H-C-A-R-E-L-L-C.com, adamshealthcare.com, and you will get more information on all the specialized services that they offer for men, women, and the entire family. So thank you for staying with us uh, right here on Untapped Potential. I hope that you found some value in our conversation. And just a reminder that that was a portion of an interview that we did with some agro-processors in Dominica, as well as some experts in the field of agro-processing. So I think we got quite a bit of value from that conversation because that is the direction that agriculture ought to be going into. And you know, there's just a great need in Dominica for agro-processing facilities. So maybe a large kitchen, maybe a facility that can be shared by different agro-processors to be able to produce their products. And so the rest of the interview goes into that portion of the conversation. So to enjoy the rest of the interview, you can head on over to pushpast10.com, uh, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com, and it is the featured video on our homepage.
And while you're there, don't forget to click on the YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is growing quite nicely. I think right now we have about 472 subscribers. So we are grateful for everyone who has subscribed to the channel and see the value in the work that we do. And we're also very proud because our Facebook audience keeps growing. At this point, we're up to about 16,000 viewers a month. So 16,000 viewers a month. So I think it is incredible the level of support that we've been receiving for our programming and I certainly want to say thank you to everyone who continues to tune in to the programs and you know I just want this to be so much more than just listening to a program as you know by now I am a very action-oriented person I am not really interested in having conversation for conversation's sake I am interested in having conversations that will help to move our country and our people forward and I'm so happy that everyone keeps reaching out to me with ideas for programs with ideas for projects and I especially want to say a special thank you to Miss Trudy Christian over at the Dominica State College she's the most recent person who reached out about an important project with regards to developing critical thinkers in Dominica because I think one of the problems we are seeing in Dominica is that many of our Dominican brothers and sisters they're simply regurgitating a lot of what they hear from the politicians a lot of what they hear on the radio and it's it's interesting because it's like they're repeating the words word for word and it just begs the question how much critical thinking are we doing with regards to making decisions in Dominica. So again, I want to thank Miss Trudy Christian for reaching out uh, to let me know about this important project that she's doing with taking the debate club that she does at the Dominica State College and taking it to the primary school, the high school students, so that we can begin to create critical thinkers in Dominica at a much earlier age. So, of course, we have lots more programming coming up for you. So, you want to make sure that you're following Push Past 10 on Facebook, P U S H P A S T 10 on Facebook. If you would like to be a part of our live conversations and you want to receive notifications with regards to when we go live. And in the same vein, on, on YouTube, if you're not on Facebook, you can subscribe so that you will know when we are also live on YouTube because I think part of the benefits of this program is the incredible contributions that we receive from our audience. So as we move along in the program, our tip of the week is how not to lose hope in tough times. And I think we can all agree that Dominica and the world in general is going through a very difficult time right now. So this particular article is from lifehack.org. So lifehack.org. R-G-L-I-F-E-H-A-C-K dot O-R-G and the name of the article is How Not to Lose Hope in Tough Times. So I'll just give you a snippet of the uh, article and then you can take a look and see how you can benefit from the information. So it says tough times happens to all, tough times happen to all of us. No matter how strong or powerful or confident we are, tough times will come, viciously forcing their might on us, viciously forcing their might on us, causing us to crumble. 
as mighty as we can feel one day, we can feel just as lost and scared the next. I don't say this to cause fear. I say it because it's the truth. The hardest part of tough times is not to lose hope. I fell trapped under miles of rocks, uh, no light shining through, and the rescue workers weren't coming to save me. It's a feeling mixed with loss, fear, and deflated dreams. The amazing thing about life, and I've, I'm never going to understand how, is that as long as you're breathing, you still have a chance. I don't care whether you think it's God, the universe, a couple of alien civilizations playing games with you, you always have a chance. So again, some great information in this article, and it goes on to talk about understanding why you are experiencing tough times, but be grateful for what you still have. And some other reminders, remember all the previous tough times you've battled through and how you got out of them so great information so again lifehack.org a very great resource in terms of helping us to deal with tough times and again we want to thank adams healthcare for the sponsorship of this program again don't forget you can check them out at adams healthcare adamshealthcarellc.com for more information. So again, adamshealthcarellc.com for more information. So here we are at the end of the program. It is always wonderful to be here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. So let's make it a date. Come back next week, Tuesday, 5.30 Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 Dominica and the Caribbean Time for another episode of Untapped Potential as we continue to get powered up and energized for the week ahead and we remind ourselves of those important life goals that we have set out for ourselves and how we plan to remain consistent with those goals. So again, thank you for being here. Remember, your life story is your strength. Tap into your potential. Remember to stay positive, stay productive, stay engaged, and stay active until we meet right back here for another episode of Untapped Potential. You have yourself a productive week. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home.